0: the healing room with Evangeline Hemrick. Hello my friends. I hope you're doing well. It's a rainy cozy day here in North Carolina and I am finding some time to come into my healing room and just be creative and just snuggle up with my dog. She's over in the corner snoring right now. Might be able to hear. Her. <laughs> oh, and I am offering my new book on Amazon right now. I'm getting ready to do a Thanksgiving promotion. It's going to be free for a few days, uh, depending on when you are listening to this, but the book is available for download anytime on Amazon, and it is called True Calling by me, Evangeline Hemrick. And you can also go to my website and find out more about that at EvangelineHemrick.com. So we recently bought land, and I am extremely excited about that. I've wanted that for myself all of my life, and it's finally manifested in a completely aligned and quite magical way, actually. So tons of synchronicities with this land coming to be ours and making A wonderful friendship with the lady who has owned the land and it's been in her family since like the 1850s. And she is full of stories and history about the land and land ownership really feels to me like stewardship and coming into relationship with the land, being in relationship, whether it's when people say dog owners, but I don't feel like I'm the owner of Shanti. I I have a relationship with her and I love her. And that's how I want to start things off on the right foot with this land that we have acquired. So as soon as we took ownership of this beautiful, sacred property, I started thinking about how I wanted to initiate communication with all of the life that already lives there. And this is such an important aspect of living on planet Earth to me is living in harmony with all the other inhabitants instead of us humans taking ourselves out of context, really, and just thinking that we're the only ones that are important. So I started tuning in and spending time on the land, meditating on the land, and just connecting in with all the life that was there. The first phase has felt like admiring someone from afar <laughs> before courtship you know and just this past weekend we we made it to the dating phase with the land where we engaged in a relationship and began the communication and i wanted to do a ceremony of release and do energy work for the trees that are going to have to be released to enable us to build our house on the land, as much as I don't want to destroy any life form that's as beautiful as a tree or any other kind of life form for that matter. I wanted to approach this land clearing with a lot of respect and a lot of honor. And I have several medicine women in the area that I reach out to from time to time when I feel like I need some support. I need someone to hold the space for me. I think this is a very important thing for people who do medicine, healing work, shamanism, people who hold space and ceremony for others. It's important to remember that we also need to be held. And sometimes we need a sacred container to process our own stuff where we don't have to hold that all down for ourselves as well. Healers need each other. And that's something that I see doesn't happen a lot. A lot of healers get very isolated in their own little respective corner. And I really do try to listen when I feel that call, that push to connect with another healer and say, hey, will you help me with this? And I feel like there's a lot of strength in that because we can lift each other up. And the beautiful thing is I can learn so much from different lineages different traditions and techniques that I can get to be a part of and actually enjoy. So that's what I did. I called on my friend Susanna Ravenswing. She's a beautiful shaman in the Northern tradition. Her techniques, traditions, lineages, rites, and ceremonies are very different from my lineage. And I love that because it doesn't have to be This or that. It doesn't have to be, oh, it's my way and I do it like this. When it comes to sacred connection and space, how beautiful to learn and experience from others who are very good at what they do. So I knew that I wanted some help and I was quite emotional about the trees because I have never had to do anything like this. I've never actually taken the life of anything that I've eaten. And I believe in doing that with a lot of respect if that happens just the way our indigenous brothers and sisters would take time to honor and respect that life if they were going to connect and merge with that life and use that life to sustain theirs. So a lot of thoughts have been rolling around in my mind and a lot of emotions about these trees. I would have overwhelming moments where I would cry and think, well, Who are we to take them and move them for our home and take their lives that just didn't seem right? So I had to talk with others and get some counsel from people that I respect, get some different perspectives and and viewpoints on it. And Susanna was talking about how important it is to ask the trees for their help in Remaining on the land energetically, if they would like to, with their sweetness and with their support, and explain to them what is happening versus just barbarically coming in and with no notice, no love, no honor, and just mowing them all down. I'm sure you've seen the recent studies and articles about trees and how they communicate through the mycelial network and how they take care of their young, if they notice that one of their babies is sick, they can send nutrients through that network, that beautiful fascia in the earth (laughs) of mycelia. It's amazing, really. The more we learn about the intelligence and the consciousness and responsiveness of the trees. So it also helped me to have someone to just hold me through this process because it was an emotional time for me. And Steve, my husband, was so supportive. He wasn't going to take one tree down until I gave him the go-ahead and he waited patiently. And even though he didn't quite get it at first, the more that we worked with the land and the more I shared with him about what the experience was like, he was so into it and he's forming his own relationship with this land as well. Because I told him after that phase one weekend where I did the release ceremony, and then he started the initial clearing, it was like we did go from admiring the land to dating. (laughs) Now we're dating. We're certainly not married yet. We have a lot of getting to know each other and communication that has to happen. And that's what really hit me about the whole process. It's a relationship. It's just like being in right relationship with our bodies. I check in with my organs all the time. And anyone can do medical intuitive work. I highly recommend it. And I teach people how in the courses that I offer. But communicating with everything that is alive, aware, and responsive only makes life better. So it reminded me of that. Going in and meeting the trees and getting to know them. is just like when I do... A body scan, and I see what's going on inside me with these living organs. How are they feeling? Communication and relationship is what everything boils down to when it comes to having an effective life. And you might be wondering, well, how do I talk to my organs or how do I talk to trees? It's actually a lot easier than you might think, it just requires being present paying attention and just slowing down and just saying, hi, what do you want from me? And how do you feel today? And everyone likes attention. Every living being responds to attention. And our body parts are no different. When you start doing a body scan, and I teach how to do this in my book, uh, in many articles and podcasts I've done, I talk about it. It's really easy. It's just The settling down, the quieting down to actually do it, to actually listen to what your body parts are wanting to tell you. Sometimes they have to scream at us because we're not listening. We're not paying attention. So that's what I like to do. Just area by area go through my body. And many times I'm shocked and surprised at what those parts communicate back to me. And I won't know sometimes how neglected certain areas have been. That's the beauty of relationships and communication. So with the trees, we started off with a beautiful song that Susanna sang. And that's the way in her tradition that she brings the energy in and grounds herself to the space that she's working in she had asked me to get some red string, to bring milk and honey as offerings, and also loose leaf tobacco. So that I had a little basket of offerings. And one by one, she had me choose each tree as I felt like it. She had me tie a red string around the trunk of the tree. and She would talk to the tree and honor it. And I was amazed at how much she knew about Every single species of tree or classification. See, this is just how little I know about trees. The thing about plants and trees with me is that they come in and meet me and work with me spiritually in my healing room. I'm not that knowledgeable about the actual physical benefits and the way this one has these kind of leaves or these kind of berries. I want more of that information in my life. She really inspired me. I want to learn more. Because she could look around the property and she's like, oh, you know, you have mugwort over here and you have a native orchid over here. And I'm seeing all these things like for the first time, because I think it's just more and more time outside along with the learning about these different beautiful beings that we are in relationship with. They're all around us, whether we pay attention to that or not. So she would talk to each tree and she would thank it for all the wonderful things that it is and all the ways that it serves and gives to the land and plays a role with the land. And what really struck me was it felt like when I do a medical intuitive body scan where some of my organs are sweet and happy and some of them are resistant and angry, that's exactly what the trees felt like. Some were so sweet, and they were so willing to redirect their energy in a different way that is supportive. And I got a lot of communication about keeping some and creating beautiful furniture with them so that they can stay in the home because they want to stay there. And I have a lovely friend. Her name is Emily. Emily Clare. She's an artist. She recommended that I gather leaves from the trees that I really wish I could keep that happened to be in a space that is right where the house is going to go. It's the only reason they're being cleared. But she said, press the leaves and that she would make beautiful artwork with those leaves so that the energy of the tree still can stay there. And that's just a very exciting thought to me, that we can redirect the energy, but still have it there. And then some of the trees were resistant. Some were not happy at all about change. And In a lot of ways, the land had been traumatized. I could feel that, and I've been feeling that, and I've been wanting to spend more time on the land so that I can listen to how I can help it. But we communicated with each tree and explained to them what was going on, thanked them, gave them an offering, sang to them, and by doing so, in Susanna's tradition, there is a way to release the energy so that the tree is not traumatized or disrespected at the time of clearing. There were tears shed by both of us. It was emotional. There was one pine tree that he just really, he sticks out in my mind. He was so dutiful. He was almost like a a warrior and he was very resistant. He was like a protector of the land. And I'm definitely going to keep some of him around that he was like a fallen warrior when my husband did go to do the clearing he was one of the ones that was cleared and he he did have a very male energy about him but we did honor him and i asked for his warrior protective energy to stay there because it was good it was good for the land and i noticed how much they all play a different role all the trees And many of them were so sweet and so loving and very agreeable to the changes that were going to come there. And they were willing to contribute their sweetness and their love to the establishment of our home and our family, nurturing the land and nourishing the land. And that was the best part of the whole thing that we came into relationship with this beautiful space. But it didn't mean that it was all warm and fuzzy because it's not. The land has had a lot of trauma and there's a lot of healing that's going to have to take place there. At the very beginning, when we were considering buying the land, I started dousing and doing geomancy work with the land, with paying attention to the, the energy of the property, how the meridians, so to speak, just like if I'm doing energy work with someone on the table, no different. Like how, how's the energetic flow here or blockages? When I was paying attention to all that and I did some work with the pendulum that I've used from Raymond Grace, which is called dowsing, I came up with some pretty interesting results from the dowsing. And I kept getting that there was a curse on the land. Now I would have never thought so because we were so drawn to this piece. It's got these big, beautiful trees. It's in a very secluded, lovely area with water and lots of wildlife. So it did not seem like cursed land to me at all, and I did not trust my reading on that. So when I was in class with Raymond the next time, I didn't tell him my results. I just asked him if he would check about my land, do a little bit of dousing work, tell me what he got. Sure enough, he said that there was a curse on the land. And so that was very confirming for me of what my pendulum came up with. But I did not understand it until I felt it. He said that it was from the time that African American slaves had had to work that land as farmland. And I knew this to be true that it was farmland before our entire development was made into a neighborhood he said that there was so much pain and suffering that was still absorbed there like an energy imprint from the slaves. There was bitterness, there was anger, everything you can imagine from having to farm that land and the greed that was also imprinted there from the energy imprint of that. Well, as he worked with the pendulum to release that energy, and literally break a curse in a way that I had never thought about a curse being real, I guess, you know, in a way that a land could hold a curse of all that negativity. As he worked to release that, I felt it in my physical body. It was such a strong, overwhelming release. I had tears running down my cheeks. I felt their pain. I felt their sorrow. And I felt it leaving that land. And it gave me a lot of hope that we're going to begin something beautiful and we're going to continue to heal ourselves as we help this land heal as well. So, fast forward to after this past weekend when I had the tree release ceremony, it does feel a little daunting to think of what all the land needs in order to come back to a state of happiness, a state of vibrancy. And I think it's just a small little example of what our planet is going through. Here I have this one little piece of land that I want to love and nurture and nourish as I want to love and do the same thing, nourish my family on that land and myself. If everyone in the world could take this GMNC approach to coming into relationship with their surroundings, what we could do with this planet, what we could do if we all just took our own little corner and started to communicate and respect the life that is already there. And Susanna Ravenswing has written some good articles about working with trees, with sacred geomancy, and I'll include those in the show notes. But in the meantime, just to go outside and connect with a tree. Or to feel the energy of the ground that you are walking on or that you're sitting on. To do some energy work this way to help our land. To revitalize and to get over some of the imprints of all the trauma and all the wars and all the greed. And to create something different. That's what I'm interested in. And you... Be (laughs) if you've listened to this podcast, because otherwise you wouldn't be drawn to listen to a conversation like this. So, I'll share with you some how to's on if you want to get involved in geomancy. You don't have to have anyone else to make an energetic difference with your land and your trees and your plants. However, it is nice to have that support of someone else who's been trained and who's spent a lot of time dedicated in. Becoming proficient at this practice. So don't hesitate to reach out, but also make sure you just go out and love the land and honor the life that lives there. And I'll keep you posted how the whole house building project is gonna go for us. We're gonna take our time. It's probably gonna be a couple of years, but it's very interesting because it's like a whole new healing journey. And it's making me think more and more about healing the land. As we heal our bodies and i'd love to know from you what healing stories do you have around land trees how can you incorporate sacred geomancy into your life or how are you already doing that i would love to hear from you keep on healing